reflux because it was better going down than it'll be coming up. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about something really exciting, uh, gastroesophageal <laughs> reflux disease, also known as GERD. <laughs> it just get, it just keeps getting better, doesn't it? Does. it? We'd like to acknowledge the companies that support our program in spite of ourselves. Thanks to uh, Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. Uh, they will mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies or discount stores. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. That's M-A-R-L-E-Y-D-R-U-G.com. And uh, check them out. See if they're a cheaper option for your prescription medication. And Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show on today's topic or perhaps uh, another medical issue or they want to find out information about your private practice in Apex, where can they find that? Well, if they tune in late to the show or if after the show they just want to hear part of it again, maybe there's something they missed, they can go to WPTF.com and listen to an on-demand podcast uh, in full of the radio show. And we will provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. Uh, if they have uh, questions that they'd like us to answer on the air during one of our mailbag segments, uh, they're welcome to send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com directly, uh, and we will get that question. And be sure to include your contact information so we can uh, thank you for that. And if you'd like information specifically about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com, that's acchealth.com, or call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. So, Dr. Forrest, uh, as Nat King Cole used to sing, it's those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. We've got cookouts and hot dogs and chili, hamburgers, and with that, a lot of us uh, might have a little bit of heartburn, a little indigestion, but I understand today you're going to tell us about the real problem that acid reflux can be. That's right. So everybody probably at one point or another has a little heartburn or indigestion. And what we're going to talk about today is the disease that happens on a regular basis to people with that. Some people call it reflux. Uh, some people call it acid. Some people call it a sour stomach. Other people call it GERD. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that it's uncomfortable. And as we are going to learn today, it can even be dangerous and cause some symptoms that might surprise you. So what are the symptoms associated with reflux, and when do people need to seek medical attention? Well, the most common symptom that people will describe is something like a burning or gnawing sensation in their throat, uh, their chest, or their upper stomach. Uh, some people will call that sort of a heartburn sensation. Uh, and it usually happens after eating, and it might be much worse at night or any time you lay down, especially if you've laid down after eating. Um, now, the second symptom is interesting and gets confused a lot, which is chest pain. So, you know, your esophagus, uh, which is where this disease occurs, is located basically uh, in the same location, just at a different depth than your heart is. So many, many people end up at the emergency room with symptoms very much like a heart attack, and they get to the emergency room, and it turns out just to be reflux. Uh, you know, some people may not have a lot of symptoms, but they might wake up in the middle of the night and have sort of a sour taste in their mouth or even have some sour liquid. 
and not only does that disgusting for them, but that can be a sign they've really got a problem going on. And another sensation people will often say is that they feel like something's sort of in their throat. And sometimes that'll even happen during the day. So this may have been a reflux problem the night before, but during the day the next day, people may feel like there's something kind of stuck in their throat or it's a little bit uncomfortable in the back of their throat. And often that's from a chronic acid reflux. And along those lines, this can really be something that interferes with sleep. I mean, when you're that uncomfortable and you have this reflux during the middle of the night, uh, it can definitely interrupt your sleep and make you not have as high quality of sleep. So uh, it may even give you symptoms somewhat like sleep apnea would because you're just not getting a high quality sleep. So another one, this is one that surprises people, and it's the hardest one for me to convince people this is what's going on, is a cough that just goes on and on and on with no explanation. So it's not uncommon for somebody to come in and say, you know, uh, Doc, I haven't had a, a cold, I haven't had a flu, I haven't had a virus or a sinus infection or anything, but I've just had this kind of cough that's been going on for weeks or months, and I just don't know what's going on with that. And one of the most common causes for a chronic cough with no obvious explanation is actually reflux. Because what happens is the acid gets into the back part of your throat uh, where your uh, voice box is and causes some irritation and inflammation back there and gives you this sensation like a tickle in your throat and makes you need to have like these little coughs all day long. So sometimes if you've got a cough that you really don't have a good explanation for, it may turn out that reflux is actually a part of the problem. Uh, and along those lines, we talked about the acid getting on the voice box. So if you get acid on your vocal cords, obviously one of the things that can happen is it can change your voice. You could become hoarse. Uh, you might have changes in your voice. You might have even a laryngitis from it uh, where you really you know, can hardly speak at all if you get significant acid damage to your vocal cords. And some people will actually get acid damage that will cause nodules and scar tissue to develop on their vocal cords. Uh, and a lot of times physicians can see that with something called a nasopharyngoscope where they put down and actually look at your vocal cords. And, you know, many patients who have never had asthma in their life, you know, as they get older, all of a sudden they start having wheezing or they start having like asthma type symptoms. And it turns out that what's happening is the acid reflux that's happening at night is irritating those upper airways. And that's actually contributing to and causing some symptoms much like asthma with maybe some wheezing or like I say, like a little bit of cough that really has no explanation. And then lastly, if, if somebody lets reflux go on long enough, uh, they can actually get scar tissue that forms that will actually decrease the uh, the diameter of their esophagus so that it's smaller and they might have trouble you know swallowing things like a steak or anything large uh, because they may actually have some scar tissue or what we call strictures of their esophagus. I've heard some people even refer to it uh, as spitting up grease. Oh, I've no. heard it called yeah. that. Yeah, uh -huh. which is which gives you an idea of how pleasant it is. All right, it's time now for our access health. Tip of the week. Uh, the position you sleep in or rest in can affect reflux tremendously because this is something that can be driven by gravity. So you want to make sure that you let gravity help you by elevating your head of your bed or at least your torso so that your stomach is always downhill. Uh, and another thing is if you're a, somebody that sleeps on your side, uh, you know, your left side is actually the side you should sleep on. The way that your stomach and esophagus are shaped, when you lay on your left side, it actually makes your stomach more downhill and makes it more of an uphill climb for acid to reflux. Uh, so just remember that position really does matter for reflux. Well, I had no idea. 
Uh, I didn't know that was a problem, but I can understand now that it can actually be this acid reflux is dangerous and something else I didn't know. It can actually lead to cancer. And I know that you are going to be talking about that straight ahead after the break. So stay with us for more here on Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Acid reflux, our topic today. And I know lots of people, Doc, who have reflux symptoms who uh, will just take something like a a Tums or something over-the-counter. But I think you're going to tell us that may not always be a good idea. Yes. So, you know, if you have minor or infrequent heartburn, that can be relieved pretty well with antacids like calcium carbonate or even some of the ones that contain something to actually decrease acid production. Uh, These typically, though, are medicines that, uh, you know, end in words like dean, like ranitidine or famotidine, or even ones that end in prazole. So if you see omeprazole or if you see, uh, you know, pantoprazole, any of those medications that end in that R-A-Z-O-L-E, very often those are going to be acid blockers. And the calcium carbonates are the ones that sort of look like big hunks of chalk. You know, they're they're basically, that's that's sort of is what chalk is made of. And those are things like Tums. Uh, So the ones that are newer that end in either D-I-N-E or Razol are fairly effective. And they used to be prescription products, but they were found safe enough by the FDA to go over the counter. The problem is that if you are using these over twice per week, you're really not fixing the problem, but rather covering it up. And what happens is you get those symptoms from the acid burning through far enough to cause some discomfort. Then you take the medication and it starts to heal. After a couple of days, however, it's burning back through and you end up taking the medicine again. And the problem with that cycle is that we know that this burning and healing cycle over and over and over again can actually lead to esophageal cancer. And your body, you know, it's trying to protect itself from the acid. So what it'll do, it actually changes those cells in your esophagus to a different type of cell, something that's more resistant to acid. And sometimes in making that change to what we call Barrett's esophagus, you can actually create something called esophageal cancer. And esophageal cancer is a terrible disease that we really don't have a way to screen for or anything like that. So, you know, really taking care of your esophagus is the only thing you can do to prevent that. So if you are having mild symptoms more than twice per week or if you're having severe symptoms of reflux at least once per week, uh, you really need to see a physician and get a longer-term solution than just these over-the-counter remedies. And if it takes a while for you to get in with that physician, uh, taking two per day of one of the -the over-the-counter Prazol medications every day until you get in can help minimize the damage. Dr. Forrest, what are some of the things that people can do to prevent reflux if they don't need medication? Certainly avoiding eating really large meals, especially before you're going to be lying down, is important. Um, You know, letting gravity help by having the upper part of your body elevated by 15 to 30 degrees can help. Uh, You know, they actually make these foam wedges that can kind of go right under your sheets or you can put them under the mattress for this. Uh, they, there are actually some beds that will elevate, you know, electronically, but those are expensive. So you can do this fairly inexpensively with some foam. The other thing you can do is just put wood blocks uh, under the post at the head of your bed, and you can get several inches of elevation that way as well. 
Second thing you can do to avoid this or help it is there are certain foods that will actually open up the muscle at the top of your stomach called the sphincter that will worsen reflux. And these include things you might not expect like mint, any type of mint, uh, chocolate, spicy, greasy foods, or alcohol. And if your meal was high in acid, that may also contribute and make it worse. Uh, we know losing weight helps a lot of things, and this is no exception. So losing weight actually decreases the pressure uh, on your stomach that's pushing the acid out of the stomach. So even small changes can make a difference. Many times I'll have patients that say, you know, they may have gained 10 pounds over the holidays or something, and they'll start having reflux that they didn't used to have, and it's that extra 10 pounds or so. Um, there's other things you got to watch out for that can make it worse, including coffee, anti-inflammatory drugs like aspirin, and if you smoke, that can make reflux worse as well. And there's also certain foods that will actually sort of delay food from getting out of your stomach. It makes it sort of sit in there a longer period. So, you know, any food that's really heavy, low fiber with lots of fat, you know, a good example would be like Alfredo noodles, uh, can contribute to reflux as well. Um, so there are medical conditions which can also make reflux more likely, like some people have what's called a hiatal hernia. And essentially that increases the pressure pushing the contents up and out of your stomach. And in some cases, you know, for severe reflux that are caused by those mechanical problems, surgery may be necessary. Dr. Forrest, I've also heard that taking acid blockers long-term can also have some downsides and side effects. Can you speak about that? Well, you know, since the more effective acid-blocking medications neutralize the acidity of your stomach significantly, that can affect the absorption of certain minerals like calcium that really need an acidic environment to be properly absorbed. So theoretically, if you took enough of the acid-blocking medications for a long enough period of time, you could decrease your absorption enough to make your bones thinner. And that would be especially concerning for people who already had thin bones or if someone had a really high risk of osteoporosis. However, not absorbing some things as well is not a reason to stop these medications, especially if you need them to prevent severe acid damage or esophageal cancer. So one of the important points is even if you hear something about, you know, let's say that you have osteoporosis and you're on one of these medications, you should always consult your physician before you stop them because, you know, not absorbing enough calcium may be a minor problem as compared to, you know, an ulcer or to esophageal cancer. So just make sure you always ask if you've been prescribed one of these before you stop. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and today we're talking about acid reflux. Dr. Forrest, could you give us some names of some of the products that you recommend over-the-counter for your patients with occasional heartburn? I find that for people that need instant relief after eating something they really should not have, that uh, Pepsid Complete uh, chewables work very well. Uh, literally, in most patients, the symptoms improve in, in a minute or two. And if someone has this happen more like once per week, uh, then the medications like Prevacid or Prilosec, which are the ones that end in Azole, like Omeprazole, uh, they do a better job of actually healing up damage in people that have this on a regular basis. Uh, but they're much slower. They're not going to give that instant relief uh, that something like a Pepsid Complete Chewable would. Um, so even the over-the-counter medications, though, can have side effects. Uh, especially if you take them for a long time. One that's been really popular uh, is ranitidine, uh, which used to go by the brand name Zantac. 
And if men take that for a long time, they can actually start to grow breast tissue uh, if they're taking that too often for too long. So again, if you find yourself needing an over-the-counter medication uh, for reflux, uh, more than you know, once or twice a week, you really should see a physician and find out you know what's going on and see if you can fix the problem. Doctor Forrest, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier. Uh, you mentioned chest pain, asthma symptoms, and cough uh, as being associated with reflux, and I'm a little bit surprised by that. Well, one of the biggest problems with reflux is that it can be confused with other conditions. As much as half of the chest pain that comes into an emergency room where people think it's their heart is actually from acid reflux. And they, the two really can feel very similar. And acid reflux, as we talked about, can cause the upper airways to get irritated and cause them to overreact and actually constrict. And in people with asthma, this can actually worsen their symptoms. And in people without asthma, it can cause this sort of mysterious cough with no apparent cause or even some mild wheezing. And although many times patients find it hard to believe their cough has been going on for weeks and months is actually from acid, uh, often as soon as they treat the reflux, their cough goes away. And one thing we haven't mentioned is endoscopy. People know about colonoscopy, which is sort of taking a camera on a long implement and looking at your intestines. But an endoscopy is actually looking at your esophagus and stomach and uh, comes from the other end. And endoscopy is not necessary in everybody with reflux, uh, but in people who have chronic disease with it or who you're really trying to make sure there's not other problems or if a medication's not uh, you know, resolving the problem, then sometimes endoscopy is necessary. Straight ahead, we'll summarize today's key information about reflux and have our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician, and I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, it's time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Well, this one's really going to surprise some people this week. So many people think that that free dinner mint that restaurants offer you after dinner is just a nice thank you for coming into their restaurant. However, there may be another reason. Uh, it turns out that mint and chocolate both can relax those muscles at the edge of your stomach called sphincters. And these are groups of muscles that have the job of pinching off the stomach almost like a purse string to prevent the contents from coming back up into the esophagus. But guess what? Relaxing those muscles allows the stomach to open up and give you a little bit more room after your meal by letting it overflow into the bottom of your esophagus. And restaurants certainly do not want you to feel bloated and miserable as you're leaving. So that chocolate dinner mint maybe because they want you to fondly remember your dinner so that you'll come back. Well, guess what? After that dinner mint does that temporary relief, uh, you may feel less stuffed and left bloated, but the trade-off is that later that night, you may pay for it as that acid starts to cause you some problems. Dr. Forrest, what are the keys you want people to remember today? Heartburn is common, but if you have it frequently, just taking over-the-counter meds could be actually dangerous and increase your risk for esophageal cancer. There are lots of things you can do besides medication that are lifestyle-focused, like not eating late, avoiding certain types of food like spicy, greasy, mint, chocolate, or alcohol within a few hours before you lay down. Uh, and if you find yourself having heartburn often enough that you're using some type of over-the-counter antacid more than once per week, you really should see a physician and make sure you don't need it uh, treated medically. And if you do let reflux go unchecked, it can lead to scar tissue that can constrict your esophagus, make it hard to eat, cause ulcers, and even potentially cancer. So don't just suffer through it. Our scripture this week is from Ecclesiastes 10:17. Blessed are you, O land, whose king is of nobility and whose princes eat at the appropriate time for strength and not for drunkenness. Thanks for listening to Access Health, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.